My name is Melinda Butler. I'm an attorney with Butler Law Firm. The longer I practiced law, the more I recognized the confusion that existed around the rights of parents and grandparents involved in Department of Social Services legal matters. For that reason, I started Facebook Live in November of 2019 and this podcast in October of 2020 called Family Strong to build your family unit through character, integrity, and knowledge for parents and grandparents in the legal issues of the DSS system. Hey, good afternoon. I am Melinda Butler with Family Strong Podcast. For now, I'm here, so thank you for joining me um, and hearing my heart today, because my heart is to educate you through developing your character so that you can come into this, these situations that you'll find yourself in just very suddenly sometimes. Like you don't have warning and you don't get to hear, you know, around the news and, and where you get your where you get your news from, you know, of, of how to handle situations when you're not prepared for it. Like last year in March, you know, everything kind of threw us for a loop. We didn't have a clue. We had never been through that before. So we did not know, you know, when everything just stopped abruptly. As I was walking into court last March 16, 2020, I was walking in for a two o'clock here and it was 150. 150. <laughs> no. uh, in any event, I was walking in and, and I was walking as I was walking in, uh, the folks that I practice law with on that uh, DSS um, came out, you know, they were walking back out of the courthouse as I was walking in. I'm like, what's going on? Why are you walking out? Uh, and, and they said, court shut down. Everything is shut down. And it just, it threw us all for a loop. We didn't know what to do. We didn't know how to how to handle that. All of us just kind of walked like guinea pigs or, you know, I don't know, whatever they walk in line to get to the, uh, you know. Anyway, we we walked in it. We didn't know what to do. We didn't know how to how to handle it. We just had to listen and, and obey. Um, and, and, you know, that's the way it is if you're not aware when, um, when DSS might come knocking on your door and you're not aware of how things might turn out and what, you know, what really that body of law, law is all about, then, um, then you're just through for a loop like we all were last March. So I'm just here to try to, you know, get your mind thinking of what, what happens on the ground here. I can never, ever open your mind up to um, you know, the way it all plays out, you know, practically speaking, every single day as we walk through these hearings, I can never open your mind up to how it all works. Even family court attorneys who practice a little bit here and there um, in, in this world that I'm in every day can't, can't uh, imagine um, the depths of, of, of the, uh, the law that we're in. And that we work with every day so i very much appreciate what i get to do and um, when i'm talking to you today about uh, fear will will hold you back from everything fear will grab hold of us i've talked to you about that on here before um fear will grab hold of us and just just stop us just stop us in our tracks we'll have such good 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 intentions and we'll just be stopped uh, a perfect example just yesterday you know my cousin calls me up and he's uh, he was going to go through with his hearing and, and I don't think he'll mind me at all sharing his story because, um, you know, it is, it is, um, just happens all the time, even without his story. It, just my client just last week, she called up and she says, I have tried, but I am not going to be able to come to the hearing. And, and 
for me, she had been so involved in her case, you know, for months and months, just keeping contact with my office and talking to me. And, um, but she was, she was being fearful that as she walked in, they were going to request a drug test from her and she knew she couldn't pass that. And so she had, she just stayed back. And when I would encourage her, just come on, let's just, let's just go forward with it. And let's just keep moving forward. Even if you've had a little setback, even if you've had a relapse, let's, let's keep moving forward in what we're doing. But she would not, she would not come. She, she was uh, very fearful that they were going to request that drug test, which they probably would have. Um, but, but, but own it. You know, that's the thing. Step into it and own it. And that's where fear, it loses its power. If we will just step into it and own it and not be fearful of it, if we're going to do the conduct that we're going to do, then let's, let's own it. Let's step into it. Let's, let's really, let's do it. So that's the uh, four things that I'm going to talk to you about today. Four baby steps, as I've called them, um, is, uh, to, to tell you about uh, how to not let fear take over and uh, stop you in your tracks, just stop you cold from very good intentions that you had. So um, the, the four baby steps that I wrote out, and uh, there's a little bit of background to them. Um, what the first thing is, though, would, it would be to recognize what it is there there's something in your life right now um that you need to stop doing there's there might be several things that you need to stop doing but we know that we can get overloaded so we we only want to focus on one thing at a time um, so that we can try to handle that thing and then we can conquer the next thing so there's something in your life that you need to stop doing i don't know what that is for you you know what that is for you. And as soon as I say that, something comes to your mind. So the, the first baby step is to recognize and call it by name what it is that you know that you're supposed to stop doing. Because as long as you keep doing that activity, whatever it might be, um, that's holding you back from stepping into the next place. You might not, you might not know that. You might not understand that. But it's holding you back. If it's something that you're not supposed to be doing, then it's putting fear in you from taking your next step. So recognize it and call it by name. And then the second thing is write it down. Whatever that thing is, you know, one of my previous podcasts to you, I told you, put sticky notes. I said, go to the Dollar General and buy you a yellow sticky note pad. You know, I got sticky notes everywhere. If you could see my desk, um, if uh, you could see my dashboard in my car. Uh, but put, put sticky note, write it down on a sticky note. I suggest a sticky note. You can write it down anywhere. If you don't want to write it down where your kids can see it, um, you know, write it down in your phone. Uh, set you a reminder in your phone that you can see what it is. You know, think about this thing. You don't want to just write it down today and then never think about it again. Not tonight tomorrow and maybe you will think about tonight maybe you will think about tomorrow maybe you will think about it next week but you really need to think about it um, continuously for the next 21 days so you need to go ahead and set you a marker in your phone calendar for 21 days from today so that you'll continue to be thinking about it set you a reminder that that reminder will just show up uh, once a day or two times a day or however often you feel like you need it to so that you don't forget what it is that you're supposed to be working on for the next 21 days because I can assure you that that's how you take 
giant leaps is by taking baby steps. So uh, the fourth thing is when you're focusing on it, the fourth thing is focus on it for 21 days, but, but I was going to tell you how to focus on it for 21 days. Um, when you focus on it for the 21 days and you are setting your reminder in your phone or you're putting it on your, your dash of your, your car, just don't cover over your speedometer. Thankfully I have my speed shows up on my windshield. It's strange. It kind of reflects there somehow. I don't know, but, um, it's, it's very wonderful. I can see my speed um, on my windshield reflecting back at me. So I don't have to actually see my dashboard. So my, my dashboard's really covered with sticky notes um, that I try to clear out here and there. One of them's been on there for about seven days now that really needs to get worked through. But, um, but in any event, when you're focusing on it for the next 21 days, I just want you to be able to uh, bring yourself to uh, to a mindset to where you're recognizing that this thing probably has defeated you several times. It's probably kicked your butt a few times. And that's why I put that, um, that kick in the butt up there on that emoji earlier, uh, when I, when I titled this thing, because, you know, that's the one thing that kind of holds on to us, that thing that's just unkicked our butt so many times. And we just don't know how to overcome. We just don't know how to get past that next step, come over that next hurdle that's been there that we 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 don't know how to get over it so this is your way that these four baby steps um that i'm gonna reiterate before i jump on this 230 here and um recognize and call it by name whatever that thing is that's holding you back that's creating fear that you sh that you know you shouldn't do you already know it uh the second thing is write it down the third thing is, um, maybe I missed the step. Think about how you can handle that. I talked to you about it. I didn't call it by name. That's so why it's very important. Call it by name. Call it by name. Call it out. Recognize what it is um, and think about how you can handle that. Think about healthy ways that you can overcome it. I didn't talk about it. Let me talk about it real quick. Um, when I was in law school and I had, was trying to quit smoking, so I was a smoker forever. I smoked Marlboro Lights um, when I, you know, couldn't afford Marlboro Lights. I smoked them Montclair, Montclair Lights, I think it was. Um, but in any event, I smoked uh, since, since I was 12 years old. Um, I smoked and, um, and I was a very heavy smoker. Even when I went to law school, uh, I would not step foot in the law library because I loved to smoke cigarettes and I thought better when I smoked cigarettes. So I would, I would sit in my van, um, had a van that the, just my just my my law school band the kids didn't ride in it because it was so old um and and it would break down any minute you know we never knew it was pretty reliable for me to get back and forth to school um for a good little while but anyway it was just my van so i had uh my law books and everything we threw about it but what you would recognize if you ever slid that door open to that white 1990 chevrolet astro van that i drove for so long um you would see marlboro light packs just covering the floorboard like i'd get through with them i'd just throw them down i mean it was just it just covered the floorboard reeked of smoke um but i but i smoked and that's what i did and that's how i focused and that's how i studied but there come a time that I, I knew I, uh, you know, I knew smoking wasn't good for me all along, but I had tried to quit it and it just didn't work. So anyway, come this time, uh, March of 2007, that uh, I decided it was time and I, I called it out by name. I recognized what it is that I needed to stop um, and I 
thought about healthy ways that I could overcome that. So what I did was started drinking orange juice, which I do not like orange juice even to this day, and eating sunflower seeds. It was the weirdest thing. I don't eat sunflower seeds. But it was one thing that I could put in to stop the, um, the smoking. And then eventually, within a couple of months, my friend up there from uh, in law school, she was from California, she now lives in New York City, and uh, I visited with her. Uh, shout out to Brenda if she's watching or will watch later. I know she will. Um, but anyway, she then introduced me to Starbucks coffee, and that was the best thing ever. I'd never heard of Starbucks before. This was in 2005 when I went to law school. Um, it was 2007 when I was trying to quit smoking. Um, and, uh, and so she introduced me to Starbucks coffee, and my life has never been the same since. Starbucks changed it. Uh, no more cigarettes, thankfully, but definitely coffee uh, every day, sometimes sometimes all day like uh today so anyway um call that thing out and 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 just know you know you are you are only going to get over that hurdle when you recognize what that hurdle is and then understand that it's doable understand that you can do it you can work with it and um and and be prepared to just press forward and move through it so thank you for hearing from me today and i will see you again next thursday to continue our conversation have a good day